Hi. Welcome back to My Name is Weezer. Welcome, welcome back. You don't have to shove the microphone like up my nose. I wanted you to have your solo. No, that's okay. I, I could have it wherever the microphone was. That's comforting to know. Guys, we are your My Name is Weezer crew. Ooh. Staff, faculty. Hosts. Sure. I'll take hosts. <laughs> Uh, we're just welcoming you back to the podcast, episode four, uh, as before, recorded about a year and a half ago. This one is even a little bit more stuck in time than the previous. Because it not only includes um, like potential references to an album that has not come out yet, everything will be all right in the end, but it also includes... Uh, an experience that we had going to a rentals concert. Yeah, in September. In September of 2014. Right. So we'll make reference to the date. We'll make reference to our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Um, she'll listen to this. She'll listen to this. Ryan's not skipping ahead to get to the real part of the episode, you guys. She's listening to this whole part. Because she cares about us. Because she cares about us. <sighs> So, um, enjoy the episode, and we will check back in before the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for all you showed us. Hello, and welcome to My Hi. Name is Weezer. Weezer. Oh, Jen, that was nice. What was that? Do it again. I don't know that I can recreate it, but I'll Jen, try. I just said do it again. Just do it again. <laughs> My name is Weezer. That sultry, half-retarded voice you're hearing belongs to Jen. <laughs> My name is Patrick, and we is going to talk some Weezer at you, except not today. Yeah. Today is... Uh, Jen, um, when uh, just looking at our podcasts, like our episode ideas here, it uh, becomes apparent pretty quickly that there are a bunch of episodes where we want to talk not about Weezer. Uh-huh. We want to talk about side projects related to Weezer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I feel like this is this is the first of those. Uh-huh. This is like the backdoor pilot for, for the Weezer spinoff podcast my yeah. name is weezer spinoff podcast that's what it's called that that is what it's called yep. um so so apologies up front if this is the first episode you're tuning into you want to hear us talk about weezer check out some other episodes episode one is a great one we talk about weezer in that one um what about episode two episode two we talk about weezer yeah but no established albums so that one might be a little tough we yes mm -hmm. episode three we talk about Weezer. A lot of Weezer. So look, I'm saying that if you want to hear us talk about Weezer, you have other options. Um, and guys, we're going to get more into this later, but part of the reason why we don't talk about Weezer that much is because right now Weezer's on a break. We are on, we are in we're the post-Pinkerton era. We're at 1997. We're, yeah, we're starting around 1997. We're going to... We're going to cruise around and hit some of Pat Wilson's band, The Special Goodness. We're going to hit Matt Sharp's band, um, the, rentals. the Rentals, and we're going to talk about Homie. But let's just talk about The Rentals for a second, yeah. because uh, Jen and I took a trip back to 1997. Um, 
uh, last Friday by going to a Rentals concert. We sure did. We went to the beautiful Fonda Theater. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. And we saw the Rentals. We saw the Rentals. Um, and it was loud. It <laughs> Look, look, look. <laughs> We the our whole shtick is I'm the old one and Jen right now was the one who said it was loud. I know, but I was deaf for a solid forty. Well, forty eight hours is exaggerating. So a not solid forty, like a liquid like forty eight hours. Like a thirty six hours, like a solid thirty six hours. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ew. Liqu- what liquid forty eight? You don't like liquid forty eight? No. Right. W forty though, big fan of that. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I was, I was, my ears were muffled and ringing for a solid 36 hours. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the concert experience itself. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't want to buy tickets ahead of time. Because the ticket fees were ridiculous. The ticket fees at the Fonda are twenty three fifty. Guess how much the tickets were? Have you guessed? Have they guessed? Jen, they how do guessed. we know, how do we know when they've guessed? <laughs> I guess we don't, but I'll answer it right now. The tickets themselves are $25, a totally reasonable concert price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, a good one. But when it uh, when you do it online and the ticket price becomes it's 50 four, yeah, yeah it's, 40, it's out of control. Not, $48. 4850 okay. yeah. $48.50. Quick math. That's crazy. Um, I, did, I did do a little bit of research afterwards and discovered that we could have uh, purchased tickets at Amoeba. Without uh, the uh, service charge, but it worked out just fine the way we did it. Oh yeah, no, it worked out. I mean, this is one of the one of the things that is maybe sort of sad about seeing a, a rental show in 2014, and maybe something we should have we should have anticipated. But like, show wasn't sold out. Nah, it wasn't even particularly that well attended. Nah, um, but we were there. We were there. We were there in force, um, and uh, you know, I the the rentals end up putting on a show. Um, that seems like it would be at home in front of an enormous crowd. Like, yeah, they, the size of the crowd definitely did not diminish their performance. Right. Uh, so uh, we we show up uh, shortly after doors open because that's when the box office opens. We can buy our tickets. Um, uh, a nice gentleman at, at the front of the theater was trying to sell us his extra tickets. But Mama didn't raise no fool. Mama didn't raise no fool. Um, but I did feel like kind of a jerk telling that guy I didn't want to buy his extra ticket. Well. But that's because I, Mama didn't raise no fool, but Mama did raise a gentleman. <laughs> so so I politely declined, and he was like... He was. He seemed okay with he, it. I guess we walked away, so I don't yeah. know how he was with it. <laughs> so anyway, we get in. We get in. We check out uh, land. First thing I see is a bar. So so I buy two beers, one for me, one for our friend Ryan. And it's a nothing for me. What well, Jen's in the bathroom at the I time, the so I don't I don't know what she wants. Um, I'm not a mind reader. Certainly. And I didn't get a beer. So right, so I would have guessed wrong. Uh, got a gin and tonic. G N T. So we order, you know, a Bud Light and a Stella, and the waitress says that'll be twenty three dollars. For a Bud Light and a Stella. My jaw nearly dropped out my butthole. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it was it was alarming. <laughs> That's a lot. That was a lot of money. That's a lot of money for two beers. It's two almost shitty beers. Two shitty beers. That's almost the service fee. Yep. For buying the tickets online. Fifty more cents, and yep. you got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So I decided beers are that expensive. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and go to cocktail. Right. Which is how we spent the rest of the evening, too. It was, it was the kind of place. It seemed, it felt like the Fonda feels like the kind of place that deserves a cocktail. Tell me why. <laughs> well, it, it's got kind of a weird, like, uh... There's like a faux classicism yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said when we were there too. And it yeah, like little paintings of naked women, like tasteful, classical like, naked women, and like various like lighting fixtures, like chandelier type things on the walls. And it's it's cool. It's a cool like hip place. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have been less cool sounding in saying that, but yeah. That was kind of the point. Yeah. I don't feel like a very hip person. <laughs> God, see, you gotta stop saying hip, Jen. You just gotta. It's real fun. We're gonna take it out of that vocabulary. We'll find you a new word. Have you considered rad? No, I'm, I'm still stuck on hip. So it's a real rad place. Um, so it's really cool, and so I got a cocktail, therefore. Um, <laughs> Great. So we are uh, we're hanging out, waiting for the show to start, and um, and we we found out at this point that the rentals are going on at eleven. And right. It is about eight thirty when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we we've got two opening acts here. Uh, fr- first is Ozma. Ozma, which is a traditional Weezer slash rentals opening act. Oh yeah, Jen did a little bit of Wikipedia. Wikipedia mid concert. <laughs> I was on Weezerpedia. She was it super is cool. An addiction. <laughs> um, Wait, Ozma has a uh, an entry on Weezerpedia. I'm telling you, they're like <laughs> you staple, are telling me. <laughs> they're staple Weezer openers. They started opening for Weezer in 2001 um, off of the Green Album hype, and huh. there is in fact an entire big. Well, not super long, but like a hefty page about Ozma on well, Weezerpedia. So I think we'll leave that to uh, the listeners if they want yeah, to learn more wanna... about Ozma. Yeah. You have that resource. And they're fine. We didn't have the best experience, I no. don't think. It was, it was... I thought they were sort of boring. Yeah. It, they were like, okay. Yeah. There were a few times that I stood up to see what was going on, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, other than that, we were like sitting on the steps yeah. in, in the back. Um, and one of those times that I stood up to figure out what was going on, and you guys came up with me. We were there with our friend Ryan. Um, oh, when we started slow dancing. Oh yes, there was there was one song that's that not what you were going to talk about. It wasn't, but uh, <laughs> all three of us slow danced. We all slow danced junior high school style together, um, and it was uh, just like that scene in Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. where. Sam, is that the name of the, the main kid? Yeah. Okay. Where he uh, finally like asks the girl to dance, and it's to come sail away, and it's <laughs> right as it transitions to like a rock tune. This is exactly what happened to us. Um, yep. And uh, so, yeah, they did not get lucky that night. Nope. I just did like a nudge, like a, a wink and a nudge. You did. It doesn't yeah. translate to... Audio. Audio. Um, no, Jen, what I was going to say was that sorry. when we stood up uh, to slow dance or to whatever, um, some dude kicked over your drink. That's true. It was the first party foul of the night. Some guy kicked over my $9 cocktail. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me ask. Uh, uh, we'll ask a, 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 a fake etiquette, person. An etiquette lesson? Now? We're going to do an etiquette lesson. Great. Uh, let's role play. Would you like to role play? Perfect. Okay, so here's first. We're going to do what not to do. Okay, okay. Uh, Jen, you, you be you, and I and I will have, and I will have kicked over your drink. Okay, okay great. <clears throat> so, kick, 
oh, oops, uh, sorry. Oh, um, yeah, that, that was mine. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, sorry. And then walk away. That's not, that, that is not the right thing to do. No. Uh, this is exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. Pretty much to the word. Yeah. Okay. So now let's rewind. <laughs> this is what to do in the situation. Okay. So it starts with me kicking over a drink. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm wh- whose drink was that? I, oh, yeah, that, that was mine. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. What were you drinking? Let me get you another one. Oh, it was a gin and tonic. Thank you so much. Oh, a gin. Oh, okay. Let me get that. I'm Patrick, by the way. I am I so am sorry. <laughs> okay, great. There you go. That is a nice interaction. That is a nice interaction. That is not what happened. I could have totally gotten that phone number, he kept, too. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. kept, he kept looking at me, and he kept saying, I'm sorry. And I'm like, if you're really sorry, buy me buy another me a drink. New drink. And it was... I'm not saying it was a brand new drink, but it was like less... It was more than halfway finished. The ice was still ice. <laughs> the ice... Look, guys, the more ice was still ice. This is what we're talking about here. <laughs> More than halfway finished is not what I meant to say. I meant to say it was less than halfway finished. And yeah, it was still like cold and icy. And it, I was. I mean, it's an inn too. Like, how do you not take the opportunity? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Whatever. Maybe I'm just wrong here. I don't think you are. Look, okay. Guys, you should have bought me another drink. That's that. Anyways. And again, you are listening to My Name is Weezer. The podcast where we talk only about Weezer and their side projects and etiquette when you kick over someone's <laughs> drinks. Um, this is the backdoor yeah. pilot to etiquette lessons with Jen and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your listening experience. Speaking of enjoying our listening experience, Jen. Yes, Patrick. What happened after Ozma? After Ozma, we had a very positive experience <laughs> oh. with the next band. Yeah. Um, it was a band that I don't know that any of us had heard of before called We Are Scientists. We Are Scientists. And they were great. They're great. Uh, We Are Scientists was the smallest band on that stage that night. There were three of them. It was only, it was a guitar, a bass, and a drum set. Yep. Classic rock trio. Yep. The, uh, um, Ozma's what, five people? They're yeah, four Ozma, and a drummer. I think it was four and a drummer. And the rentals had like a million people like, on stage. Like at we'll, least ten. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Oy. Um <laughs> so <laughs> uh yeah, no, uh, I don't have uh, much to say about um We Are Scientists other Except than check them out. Yeah, check them out. I have not checked them out yet, Jen. Have I'm you? planning on checking them out, but I have not checked them out yet. But I did do some Wikipedia, not Weezerpedia, but Wikipedia research Great. while they were playing about mm-hmm. them. Um, and it's these, uh, the, the, we had to, we had to learn the names of all three guys in the trio because we had to talk about which one was the cutest. They were all pretty cute. They were all pretty cute. Um, (laughs) my favorite was the bassist whose name is Chris Kane. Chris Kane was wearing like a white, a a white cardigan and white pants and a red shirt. Yep. It was pretty striking. He's also got good facial hair. He had great facial hair. He had great facial hair. He was like... Yeah, that's my type. <laughs> but their their lead singer and guitarist Keith, Keith Murray, Murray, who is also playing for the Rentals, he was also playing with the Rentals. Um, this dude has got like rock star charisma, like oh, out the yeah. ass. Like 
Yeah, it was amazing to watch that guy. Um, he was so good. <laughs> he was real good. Um, they uh, they did a lot with um, like interesting guitar textures and like he was never just like strumming chords while singing. Like he was you know rocking some melodies and even kind of soloing under um, under his singing. It was just a, a really positive experience. Um, Very much so. Jen, do you have the the name of the drummer there too? I would feel real bad saying the names uh, of these two other guys. <laughs> and then being no, like, and hey, there's a drummer, fuck them. Because uh, drummers are important. They are important. Hey, drummers. Hey. Hey, drummer, drummers. Hey, drummers. Hey, drummers. Hey, drummers. You're we, important. We appreciate you. And you know what? Uh, the drummers get all the girls, right? Do they? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Because a drummer is uh, immediately cool. My cousin's a drummer. He's married. Great. <laughs> hey Ryan Do we have this guy's name? My cousin? Oh, I'm sorry No, I'm, I don't care about I'm, your cousin <laughs> Why don't you care about my cousin, Patrick? Because I don't think he ever did anything even remotely connected to Weezer No, he was really into heavy metal Oh yeah? Yeah, he had a heavy metal band called Lauren Battle But they're not together anymore Lauren Battle? Yeah L- Is that like a Lauren Bacall? L-O-R-E-N Battle I don't know Hmm um, I had his name on the day of, <laughs> and I am now struggling to find it. Uh, oh, found it. Yeah. Um, uh, the drummer's name is Andy Burrows, and he is a more recent addition. Oh. Um, yeah, the Keith Murray and Chris Kane, uh, were together, and we are scientists, were together from 2000, um, but... They had a different drummer named Michael Tapper, who left the band in 2007. And all right. Well, that, that that's all before my experience with them. So right. I don't know. Anyways. And we're not going to go into like a whole... Listen, we're not going to have a We Are Scientists podcast. We're not going to have an Osmo podcast. And there is no We Are Scientists-pedia. So... So where would we even start? The, this where is would the we? breadth of... With, that's all my knowledge that I have. Done. Uh, um, but, but it was super fun. We would recommend listening to them because we had a great time yeah i mean it you know as, as i said before we spent most of our time sitting down on, on the stairs for uh ozma we were up yeah we were i mean scientists. and you know not not by plan like it started not like i was just like no oh, fuck i'm getting up and i'm listening to this and paying attention and we had a good time dancing and all that kind of stuff so jen patrick after ozma after Ozma. After We Are Scientists. After We Are Scientists. It's like 11 o'clock. It was late. Yeah. It's Friday night, though, so like... And it was starting... The crowd was building. Yes, the crowd was starting to was starting to build. Um, mm-hmm. And we saw some people we knew. We did. We didn't were, talk to we them, We didn't though. talk to them, though, because... We don't know them that well. There's a little social anxiety. <laughs> there's a little bit... There's a, like, I think we were all like... At that point, we, we were, were a little drunk. A little drunk. Yeah, we were a little drunk um, at this point. So I was like, that "Oh is my a god, safe that's thing to say. like that's we my... were talking pretty loudly about, about them." But yeah, feet right, away. Right we next to them, to away. the extent that our friend Ryan was. She got embarrassed she, and walked away. <laughs> she look, walked away. It was so loud in there. There's no way. Like you know when when you're at a concert and. Uh, like all you hear is like people noise. Um, uh-huh. You have no concept of what the people next to you are talking about. No concept. No idea. And you're not listening to it. Like they were involved in their own stuff. They weren't listening to us talk about them. Right. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> um, but our friend Ryan got very embarrassed and walked away for a few minutes and then <laughs> tried to shut us up some more. <laughs> but 
But hey, if you can't get drunk and embarrass your friends on your behalf, then like, what's the point of going to a concert? Exactly. Okay, so Jen. So Patrick. The rentals. The rentals. Take the stage. Eleven o'clock. And there are I would a have preferred. Of them. I would have preferred one o'clock in the morning. Well, yes, that would have been more. I would have poetic. preferred. Yep, if they had called us up and said, "Hey, hey, Patrick, <laughs> rentals going to put on a show. One o'clock in the morning. Be there." And you would have been like. I'd have been like, no, probably not. <laughs> probably not going to happen. Nope. So it's eleven, 11 <laughs> was pushing it. <laughs> eleven was eleven was pushing it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, how many people we got on stage here, Jen? Let's, I'm, I'm going to try to make an accurate count. Okay, Let, let's count uh, from stage right across yes. the stage. Okay. Yes. So we've got two. Wait, which way is stage right? Stage right it's is audience left. left. Yeah. Okay, great. Stage right. Yeah, we've got two women on... On keys. Yeah. And one of them is singing. Yeah. They're, they're both singing. They're both singing. One is playing short. violin as well. Yes. <laughs> right? Uh, next next to them... Is the two... They're two occasionally, gr- not the, right. whole, the whole time, but some of the time are these two singers from... The, apparently known as Lucius. Yes. Um, so there's two of them. So that's four at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And then there's the bassist who the is bassist also who's behind them. Who's also playing like synths. Yeah. Uh, um, time to time. So that's five. Right. Um, then you got the drummer. Right. Uh, and then you've got Matt Sharp. Himself. Yes. The man himself who, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah. and then we, two guitarists. Um, yes. Two uh, guitarists. So many so that I'm at, I'm about to be nine. nine. I think that's, I think it's nine up, people. I'm holding up fingers, but if I hold up two more fingers, then I'm probably going to drop my mic. Bassist is five. <laughs> Drummer is six. Uh, two guitarists is, yes, we're nine. We're at nine. We're at nine people on stage right now. And as Jen mentioned, one of the guitarists was Keith Murray. Yes. Of um, We Are Scientists. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the guys from Osmo was also yeah. the, the other guitarist. Yep. Um, he looked bored. During both sets. Yeah, he did look bored during both sets. Yep. That seems like Keith just... Murray did not look bored at all. No. Keith... I don't think he was bored. No. I think the other guy was bored. <laughs> so there's a ton of people on stage. Now, Sharp himself, uh, wearing some, like, very Weezery glasses. Oh, yeah. Right? Everything about him was Weezery. Yeah. Um, skinny black jeans. Skinny black jeans, wearing a, a long, long sleeve shirt. A long sleeve white. Uh, was it a I thermal? It I thought was it was a, a tee. Because it, it, oh, it, under, the, are you talking about on top or underneath? Underneath, because that's where the long sleeve was. I thought it was a thermal. Wait, 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 wait. This is, by the way, you are listening to My Name is Weezer, <laughs> where we only talk about the clothing, clothing worn by Matt Sharp in 2014. <laughs> I, here's what I saw. I saw a long sleeve white t-shirt. Okay. Um, with uh, the word cope. Oh, you're incorrect. Okay, lay it on me. Um, he was wearing a long sleeve thermal, white uh-huh. thermal, uh-huh. underneath a short sleeve white t-shirt that said cope on it. See, now I don't agree with that because when he came out later... He took off both of the white shirts and was wearing a gray shirt. He was wearing three shirts? I think he Jen, might have just Jen, taken off Jen, both of the white Jen, shirts and put on a new shirt. Jen, this Patrick. is early September... It is in hot. Los Angeles, it was California. Hot. It was hotter 
then some and he was sweating. Hyper- yeah. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Here's okay, my hypothesis. Think. Tell me what you think. I don't think he was wearing the dark gray shirt underneath the other two shirts. Okay. I think that when he went off stage, you know, when bands go off stage before when they're pretending to be done before an encore. Right. Um, Sounds like you've got some opinions about that. <laughs> I do. Um, he. Uh, I think that he just took off the white shirts and put on a fresh gray shirt. I think he just had another shirt back there and was like, ugh, these are gross, and put on a new shirt. Because he was dumb to be wearing long sleeves in the first place, let's be honest. I mean, that is true. It, he was a striking presence on that stage. Yes. And like, Matt Sharp uh, like owns the stage. Oh, yeah. He so is he, everywhere. He's everywhere. All at once. So occasionally he's playing bass because he's a bassist. Yes. But, but most of the time in the rentals, he's singing. Yeah, he's just singing and... And bouncing around. And bouncing around like a crazy man. Like a crazy man. And he rocks the uh, cordless mic. Yeah, he does. Um, that he will occasionally like stick in his pants so he yeah. can like... That's a clap. weird image. Well, it, like uh, the alternative is like, do you have a holster? Like, what? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, what do you do? And he's not going to do like a headset <laughs> mic. He's not Britney Spears for crying right. out loud. Oh my God. Out loud. What if he did? That would be really funny. <laughs> Anyways. Hey. Hey, Matt. Hey. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Why not invest in a, in a headset, headset mic? Headset mic like Britney Spears. You could dance around like Britney Spears. And no one would judge you. Sorry, that's not true. We would probably judge you. But in a good way. So Matt Sharp's jumping around. Yeah. Having a great time. Having a great time. Jen, I don't think you and I, uh, we talked a little bit just about the the concert experience in, in general after the show, but what did you think of the rentals? I thought... All right. <laughs> I thought they were fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think that... As, and I think I mentioned this last time we talked about the rentals, but... You're not the biggest rentals not, fan. They're not really my cup of tea. Yeah. And I thought that um, live, it was really hard to hear the women singing. It was hard to hear all was, of the vocals yes, live. It was hard yeah. to hear all the vocals. But, like, you could kind of make out Matt Sharp's voice most of the time Well, in, it, my, in my experience. Yeah. Well, I, I think there, there was a lot of, um, like, struggling with the mixing. Because yeah. there, there would songs would start and we, you wouldn't really be able to hear Sharp. Um, yes. And then it would get better as it went And then it would on. get better. But I could almost never hear the female vocalists. Sure. Even, even when Lucius was out there? Lu- when Lucius was out there, the first time, no. Yeah, sure. When they came out again later, mm-hmm. I could hear them then. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. But it was, yeah, it was a struggle with that. And I, like, their music well, that's, is... I mean, that's one of the things that, like, happens when you have so many textures on stage. Yeah. Like, they're the two guitarists and, like, a hundred synthesizers and, and a drum set. Like, yeah, a lot of... It was so much. <laughs> so much. It was so much, and it, I don't, I don't, I think that if it had been, like, more organized in terms of what I was hearing, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed the experience more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just jump in with my uh, general general impression. Um, I wasn't going to ask about yours, but okay. uh, Right, because you're not interested. I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like talking, so I will. Fine. Uh, I actually liked them quite a bit more live than I did uh, on record. Oh, good. Um, I think there's more... uh, like the energy is more obvious on stage. That's true. Which is something that I feel like uh, the rentals tend to lack on um, on I some of their recordings. Would agree with that. Uh, we are going to get to uh, 
um, seven more minutes uh, later in this episode. Yes. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, there are maybe like five or six energetic songs on, on that record. Yeah. And they played them all. Yes, uh, they did. On, and I, on I Friday. Think, I think that was a conscious effort on their part mm -hmm. to make it a more energetic. Because I, the songs that were more upbeat and energetic they were more fun to watch and they were also i think more fun for matt sharp to sing yeah i agree he just seemed to be enjoying himself a lot more when he was doing something fun and upbeat than when he was doing something slightly slower well and it's it's weird to see a band like this because um you know and they know that uh just about everyone there is going to be there and be excited to be there to hear songs from Return of the Rentals. Right. You know, this record that was recorded twenty years ago. And to hear Matt Sharp occasionally casually drop a Weezer reference. <laughs> right, right, right. He did it twice, yep. count it twice, and everyone went fucking, fucking nuts. nuts. Yeah. Both times. Yeah, there were a lot of people there wearing Weezer shirts. Yes, it so, was very much like... Like, there were Rentals fans there, but I don't probably. know that there are any Rentals fans independent of Weezer fans. Right. I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yes. Uh, and it also made me feel less out of place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's weird going to a concert where you're not, like, a big fan of the music. But I felt like it was fine here. Yeah. Not only because I have been listening to the Rentals as part of this. But because... Everybody else was, was wearing their like Weezer T-shirts. The yeah, they were in the same boat. Like they just wanted a, a quick glimpse at Matt Sharp. Yeah, everyone else just was doing research for their Weezer podcast. Exactly, just like us. Uh huh. So it was a safe space for us. It really was. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, there, there was even a, a point early on in the set where uh, Matt Sharp's like, "Now we're going to play a couple songs from Return of the Rentals." You know, as if to be like, here's the part where you can freak out and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fun. It and was super fun. And people freaked out. Yeah. And it was, uh, like, fun to sing along with that stuff. And, sure was. Yeah. They played the song that I really liked from Return of the Rentals these days, which yeah. I got very excited about. Because I do very much like that song. Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, me too. And I think they, he did a, they did a good job of, like, cherry picking the songs yeah. um, from their catalog that I do really like. Um, and... I think the only times where, like, they lost me or, you know, my interest started to wander was when stuff from the uh, most recent record, um, Lost in Alphaville, uh, when they played that. But I think that's largely my fault, um, just because I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah, I don't know it very well either. And I was, I, I decided at a certain point to just try to... Just try to have just, fun? Yeah, just yeah. enjoy it regardless. Um, and it worked well for me. Yeah. Jen, do you want to talk about uh, how they closed the set? Um, I would love to talk about Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. A little bit of context. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they, they leave the stage after playing, you know, who knows what. Um, Something nondescript. And they still haven't played they still haven't their played hit song, Friends of P. Right. So clearly they're not done. They're okay. Here's where I get frustrated. Yeah, go ahead. I ran away. <laughs> Patrick just made a face at me, and I'm no, not sure if no, I should go, go on with it. Uh, I would love to hear this rant. I get a little frustrated with the pretense of leaving the stage before an encore because it seems presumptuous to me. It seems presumptuous it that we're going to hoot and holler and call exactly. them back out. Exactly. It seems very vain. Like. I'm just going to go for a minute until they miss me enough to call me back. 
And it's like, okay. And I, I get that, like, they're probably t- taking a little break. You know, Matt Sharp's changing his shirt. Yeah, reportedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but I just wish that we could all be honest and just say, hey, we need a quick two-minute break. We'll be right back. Because we all know you're coming back. Because you haven't played. <laughs> Sorry. You haven't played your hit song yet. The one that was, like, all over the radio. And I, it's. I just get... It feels like a lie. Yeah. It feels like a lie to me. Well, Jen, let me offer the following to you. The whole thing is a lie, because the whole thing is a performance. We're I, not just witnessing what Mad Sharp would be doing in the wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I understand that, but it's a different kind of performance when you disappear for a couple minutes under the pretense of being done with your set. When you say, oh yeah, we're going to play one more song for you. And then they play one more song and then they're gone for two minutes and you're like, okay, but they're going to come back out and play like probably five more songs in a minute. See, I'm okay with that because I feel like the probably melts away. Um, as soon as they don't bring the house lights up, you know what I mean? Like that's, that, that, Obviously, uh, the people working the room know um, that the rentals have one set of encores prepared, Uh right? Um, So that when the rentals leave the stage, they don't bring the house lights back up. So the second the house lights don't come back up, I'm okay being like, okay, now we're just going to shout and scream for the band and they'll come back out. I guess. There is, I will side with you on this part that like... I'm tired at that point. I don't want to clap and scream. I don't want to clap and scream. I just want them to go take their two-minute break and then come back regardless. Yeah, sure. That would be okay. I would just much rather we get rid of the illusion of, like, maybe there will be an encore. So they come back out. Okay, so they come back out. So they come back out. And this is where I very much enjoyed their encore. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) so... They played a, a few tunes, but then uh, then they get to Friends of P. Yes. Um, which obviously needs no introduction. Right. Um, and they did it very well. Yeah, they did it. They did it really well. That was one of their best performed songs, I thought. Yeah, Lucius was out there mm-hmm. um, uh, singing along with them. And, and Matt was super into it. Matt was super into it. And I, I don't think of that as like the most energetic song, but like... No, but... I, it's probably yeah. just part of like the magic of like, that's our hit single. Yeah, and the energy you know? of the crowd and... Yeah, yeah, like everyone is immediately into it, and everyone, you know, doesn't matter how many times you've heard that song, you can sing along with, if you're down with P, well, then you're down with me. Yeah. You know, like, that's just a good damn time. Yeah. Uh, so so they're, they're playing this, and then it, like, kind of breaks down, and it's just like a drum beat, right? And people are still singing. People well, are still... friends with P, P well, well, then you're friends with me. People are still singing that, even and, though and Sharp, nobody else is singing that. Sharp goes, you may think we're singing this song. But we're not. And then, what did he bust into, Jen? Because I don't even know. He was talking about like punk rock being dead. Yeah, I. I don't, I, I feel I'm bad. I'm a little unclear on what he said there. <laughs> he, well, he was singing something. Yeah. And it's probably some punk standard that I don't know. Probably. Um. But I, well, I, I feel like I should know. But then, um. Then we can hear that riff going on in the guitars. Um, and it just sings like the very minimal, like just the chorus of Ghostbusters. Just who are you going to call? Well, no, because oh, no, there was did, a little yeah, like, yeah, he did a when little there's something bit. weird, 
and it don't look good. Yeah, that's true. Who are you going to call? And obviously, we all shout... Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, you know, they, they keep playing and keep vamping on this like forever. For a solid... Probably 10 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, easily. Easily. But so, like, you know, Sharpie Sharp comes out into the crowd. And um, everyone's going nuts. And, and everyone's their, going nuts. They all have their cell phones Everyone out has their cell phones. I didn't have pictures. my cell phone I out. didn't either, but people closer to him that could actually High five. see him. High five for enjoying the moment, right? Yeah, we lived in the moment. So Sharpie Sharp is like, well, I was also taking notes mentally and yeah. on my notepad. Uh, Were you really? I was taking notes in my notepad so that I wouldn't remember exactly what happened. Really? So we go over uh, and everyone's, you know, like Sharp is like right in the middle of the crowd. And uh, he does a he does a little bit of a like a little bit softer. Now, yeah, he does without I mean, actually saying, saying it. it. Right. But he's but, like, he's like, oh, you gotta call. And, and when ev- we're we as the dutiful audience, we're like, Ghostbusters. And, he's and like, we shout. And he's like. That's too loud. <laughs> he it's, made us whisper Ghostbusters. Guys, we got scolded by Matt Sharp on Friday night. Uh, several times. <laughs> that's true. We were we, too loud several times. But hey, I think they were too loud as well. So the, that's well, my yes. old man opinion. I guess. Yeah, I was deaf for 36 hours. Living in the moment. <laughs> so so uh, anyway, anyway. And he brought Lucius out with him into the audience. No. Yeah, he did. All right. <laughs> That was the easiest argument I've ever won. <laughs> uh, so, so they they do this uh, this Ghostbusters thing, and they also do uh, who are you gonna call Nate Murray? Keith Murray. Keith Murray. Nate yeah. Murray would be a different person, probably. Yep. Hi, probably. Nate. Um, Keith Murray uh, and a few others. Uh, yeah. Lauren, whatever her name was, on violin. Yeah, it's Chid something. Oops. Oops. Um, so anyway, that that happens for like Jen says a good like ten fifteen minutes, yeah, and then flawlessly just back into friends of P. Yep, um, and, and the crowd goes wild. Cl- the crowd loses their. Sh- <coughs> Excuse me, God damn. <coughs> Patrick's dying. The crowd loses out. their collective shit. <laughs> And uh, that's it. That was yeah. that was the evening. That so, was the concert. That was the concert. It oh. was it was super fun to see Matt Sharp live after having seen Weezer live and see Rivers' energy. And it it's funny because I don't know that Rivers naturally like Rivers doesn't naturally have the same kind of energy on stage that Matt Sharp does. Yeah, but it feels like he's trying to fake it. Who Sharpie? No Rivers. Oh Rivers, yeah. It feels like nowadays, now that Matt Sharp's not around, he feels that lag in energy, and he's trying to fill it. Ah, when you say not around, you mean not around in Weezer. Yes. Right, because you and I saw Matt Sharp on on, (laughs) Unless he's died in the past two days. Look, if, or, possibly, we saw a performance by zombie Matt Sharp. Or hologram Matt Sharp. Not as unlikely as one might think. Uh, Michael Jackson. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was... (laughs) No, no, never mind. Okay. Zombie Matt Sharp, probably. Probably okay. a zombie. Sure. Fine. Whatever. Cope. Cope. <laughs> Cope. I like that shirt. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun to see him, and I could see how like the energy would be really fun at a Weezer show. Yeah, back in the day, you mean? Back to the shack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jen, that's hey, that's as good a place as any to take a little break. Yeah. Um, when we come back, I think we'll get we'll loop back around to the rentals. Uh, we'll talk about the special goodness. Yeah. We'll talk about Weezer's homie. break. 
Yeah, Weezer taking a break. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of the extent of that conversation. Weezer takes a break. Weezer takes a break. Cool. All right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll be back with more uh, of the backdoor pilot to the spinoffs of My Name, Name is, is Weezer. Weezer. Bye. All right, welcome back from the break. You are still listening to, to My Name is Weezer. My Name is Weezer. Um, with the podcast where we discuss uh, all things Weezer, um, except today where we're not talking about Weezer at all. Not at all, but we're do- talking about an awful lot of side projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, uh-huh. our, it's our backdoor pilot sure for uh, our spinoff podcast. Yep. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about that rentals concert that we went to. I think mm-hmm. we can put that topic to bed. Yep, it's nice and I tucked in. I think it's tucked in. We can sing it a little lullaby. Nightlight's on. The night, the night light, there's a glass of milk next to the bed. Yep, but not too close so you don't knock it over in their sleep. The well, rentals. They're, Matt gets very I know, animated. I know, I know he does. Okay. <laughs> so, Jen. Patrick. Why aren't we talking about Weezer? Um, right now, we're not talking about Weezer because Weezer's on a break. Oh my gosh. They were on a break. Okay, fuck. So they're on a break from like 97 until 2000-ish, yes? Show are. (laughs) Show enough are. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of other stuff is going on during this time, right? Show is. (laughs) Streets. So we... Are talking about all those things that happened in the interim, and uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the special goodness. The special, special, goodness. special goodness. This is Pat Wilson's band, right? Yes, sure is. And uh, yeah, Jen, had you known anything about special goodness before we started to do like research for this? I knew absolutely nothing about the special goodness before we started doing research for this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Me too. Patrick! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me neither. Um, well, especially the uh, the records we're going to talk a little bit about today, they're mostly like demo-y kind of stuff. Yes, they are. And the, the two records that we're going to talk about today, the first one is, um, it's, well, there, it's a little bit confusing. It's mad confusing. I think we talked about it before the break. Um, yes. But the first one is uh, either just called Special Goodness and, and is, a is Pat by Wilson. Pat Wilson mm-hmm. or or it's by the Special Goodness self-titled and it has a picture of a bunny on it. So most people call it the bunny record. Right. Which is much easier than deciphering what is happening. Right. Well, and it's got a fucking bunny on it. It does like, have a bunny. It's, it's cute. It's it a cute, cute album cover. Right. Not gonna lie. This is uh, the on-point criticism of my name is Weezer. The album cover is cute. <laughs> yep. Um, cute. And then, and then the other one, it doesn't get easier with the second record. Nope. Um, the second record is definitely a special goodness. It's not a Pat Wilson. Except. Okay. On the second record. Uh huh. Which is definitely the special goodness and not Pat Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Is one hundred percent only Pat Wilson. Yes. Recording as the special goodness. Right. He's playing every instrument. He's right. doing all the vocals. He right. produced it himself. Right. There is no one else involved in the second record, which it has a mouthful of a name. At some point, birds and flowers became interesting. 
but it also has a pine cone on it and is frequently referred to as the pine cone record. Um, yes. Um, Jen, I want to um, read some of our, our texts to each other as we were discovering the special goodness, if yep. I may. Go for it. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I said. I, so. I, don't, I don't feel like this is a, a violation of uh, our trust. Well, I'll... I'll just, judge that. Hold on, I'm, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna look for it here. But uh, why don't you just what what do you got for like general impressions here? General impressions. I really liked the bunny record. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was it was kind of like relaxing, in a way. Um, like I have in my notes that it kind of put me to sleep a little bit, <laughs> but in a good way. Like in a in a, a peaceful, <laughs> pleasant kind okay. of like. Uh, but it's still sort of. I mean, like. Tonally speak, because I think a, a lot of people will be listening to this and have no, have not listened to any of right. these songs. And like, legit, that's fine. You can go out and find them all like on YouTube. Yeah, they're all, almost all of them are on YouTube. And I would recommend listening to them. I really liked, I, um, I really liked the bunny record. I will agree with that 100%. That the bunny record is fun. Yes. Um, and sounds pretty sharp. For yeah. Being like a collection of demos. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, the pinecone record doesn't, doesn't fair that well that one no. will put you to sleep in like a, that I'm one bored every of. single song sounds exactly the same on the pinecone record and it's like i i like myself some some pat wilson i think he's a great drummer and i do really like the bunny record but i think that maybe just maybe it's not a good idea for him to do literally everything on an album just a hypothesis legit there are very few people that should be doing everything on the record correct like Trent Reznor nope. of Nine Inch Nails. No, he's one that can. No, no, no. He, okay, well, I haven't listened to much Trent Reznor, so I'm very sorry, everyone. He's, he's Nine Inch Nails. Oh, okay. He's just the one guy. Really? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm going to teach you all about the 90s today. <laughs> Great. I was uh, 10 when 90s were over. I was much older. Yep. Um, okay, so here here's our, our, our text. Um... This is, uh, as, as we were learning about special goodness um, and trying our best not to uh, burn through material. Um, we Jen wanted says, to save it for you guys. Yeah, save it for you all. Theoretical people. Jen goes, uh, breaking my own rule, I definitely like the special goodness better than the rentals. Yep. Bold claim. It was a bold claim. And post-Bunny record, I stand by it. Pinecone record, no. Sh- sure. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Um, I realize now that that way of putting it was maybe not. Yeah, it was really confusing. <laughs> um, so I, <clears throat> I responded by saying controversial. I shan't respond to that. I think that was in all caps too, wasn't it? No. No, but there was an exclamation point. Uh, yes, yes, it was. Okay, good. The controversy seemed enough to me that it warranted an ex- exclamation point. Yes. Um, and then uh, continuing to break our rule about uh, not talking about stuff off mic, I respond. I know this sounds like we break this rule a lot, but we really didn't. No, I mean we really did. We <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> we, broke, we look. We broke the rule a lot, but we also stopped a lot of perfectly good conversations in person so that we could have better conversations on mic. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Um. Much the, to the delight of our friends and loved ones who are like, finally, <laughs> stop talking about Weezer. So sick of it. None we, of them care about it as much as we do. 
Um, I think, you know, Sarah likes Weezer a lot. Really? Um, and Sarah's Patrick's girlfriend. Sarah is my girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patrick has a girlfriend. Gross. Um, in any event, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote a <clears throat> hundred times as good, uh, might be really, oh no, a hundred times as good might really be called I'm with your sister question mark. Yeah. And, and Jem says that was, Jen says that was my assumption. These are, there are, so from the bunny record, some of the songs are titled after, or they're, they're demos from like Pat Wilson's like really early stuff. Um, the big man demos. Oh, I haven't heard those. I don't know that anyone's heard those. I think, uh, just some of the, um, some of the song titles come from that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was funny here is, uh, I called the song I'm with your sister. Um, <laughs> and, and then I say, or I'm with you sister, which is the actual name of the song. Yeah. Is also 60% less funny according to my text. Yep. Then um, I'm with your sister. I'm with your sister is funnier <laughs> than, than I'm with I'm you with sister. sister. <laughs> right. Yep. We can, uh, yeah. we can agree on that. I agree with that. And I think that six, would, 60% that, yeah. is about right. Yep. Yep. Definitely, like not a hundred. No, definitely not. But sixty feels right. Cool. So, uh, Jen, what what do you what do you like on the on the Bunny record? Um, I need to pull up the track list because I don't have that in front of my face right now because I'm the worst. It's okay. Um, um, you know, it's it's hard uh, to necessarily like recommend that anyone like go out and like really seek out these tracks i would say youtube is the right level of commitment to this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just going through the track list on youtube and of course having the the track list up from see it's so much effort though because you have to like look on weezerpedia our constantly our favorite uh, website yep. which i i uh actually just this it? morning made the commitment to bookmarking it wow yep i did it we'll check back in when you've made it your homepage. I don't know. Facebook has been my homepage for like six years. Facebook has been your homepage? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to end up there anyway, so... Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess that, that totally makes sense. Um, it skips a step. <laughs> um, I, I think... See, because I remember the internet before Facebook. Uh, I do, too. I'm not that young. You're that young. Whoa. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a joke. Um... <laughs> Yeah, may, I don't. Maybe maybe that's good. Hey, everyone out there listening. Hey, wh- what do you set your homepage to? I want to know. Have you answered yet? Oh, good. sorry. That was rude of me. <laughs> that was rude of me to interrupt as you were in the middle of answering. Or just a general thought process. Maybe you're remembering what homepages you've had in the past. Maybe you're thinking about what homepages you're going to set for the future. It's a big, it's a big decision. I think there was a period in high school or immediately thereafter where I had my homepage set as, and again, this would have been like 2001, mm-hmm. um, as the uh, Smashing Pumpkins fan page collaborative, <laughs> SPFC fan collaborative, maybe page isn't part of that. <laughs> it was a .org, SPFC.org. Good. Um I was big into the Smashing Pumpkins. I can tell based on that tidbit of information you just provided. You don't you don't put that as your homepage lightly. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like in general you don't pick your homepage lightly. I mean, you it's, just you just do Google, right? 
I guess. Because then you're searching already. I guess. But... Jen, Jen. Patrick. What uh, what browser are you rocking? Firefox. Firefox? Are you on Google Chrome? I am on Chrome, yeah. I feel like most people are on Chrome, but I am set in my ways. I'm not good at change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have... Firefox, and Firefox I've had it for a just, long time. Just imprinted on you, and yep. that's that's what's going to be there yep. forever. Forever. Yeah. Plus, I don't want Google to take over the world. Uh, okay. And it feels like that's what's happening, so I'm not going to give them the pleasure of being my web browser. But you're on Gmail. Um, kind of yes, but I don't use Gmail. That's not my primary email. Oh, okay. So is. Because I have a couple different emails for you. Yes, I have my primary email, which is Comcast. Uh huh. And then I have I have a Gmail because I think I had to get one in college for some reason. What? Yeah, I had to get one, and so I have it. And I you, like if somebody shares a Google Doc with me, if they send it to my normal email address, then I have to have them reshare it with my Gmail address, which is kind of annoying. By the way, you are listening to My Name is Weezer. <laughs> where we talk about email. Where we talk about email. This is the backdoor pilot for our spinoff episode, or spinoff podcast about Weezer spinoffs. Yep. Jen, <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you have a, a, uh, a track list? I do have the track <laughs> okay. list up now. All right. All it right. took me that long. Excellent. Actually, no, I've had it up for a few minutes now. Um, I could have interrupted at any time. Uh, please don't interrupt. It's rude. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're the one who interrupted their thought process earlier. Um, One of the things that I find a little bit interesting about this album is that there is a song called Pardon Me on the Bunny record. Not to be confused. Not to be confused with the Weezer song called Pardon Me. Also not to be confused with that Incubus song, Pardon Me. Oh, my God. What? People need to stop being so polite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, what's with rock bands being so polite? <laughs> yeah. That's but weird, like, right? actually. It's like, hey, hey, rock band, just, just play some rock and roll music. Yeah, stop don't asking ask me to permission. pardon you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pardon like, you. Go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. You've already like established that you don't need to be pardoned. Um, Do you have thoughts about this, this Pardon Me song? I, I don't its... really. I just think it's funny that it's called Pardon Me. I do recall um, liking the song pay no mind a fair bit but i don't i don't know i don't really i don't really feel like we need to listen to a whole ton of the bunny record but maybe maybe just like a couple clips were there any songs that specifically stood out to you uh i no not really um let's let's listen to a little bit of um pay no mind and then talk about that and let's hope that that's the one that i meant i think it is Well, we're listening to it now, so let's talk about it. Sounds good. So this is a a little bit chiller than what's on the rest of the record. Yeah, it is. Do you remember when I said that like this could probably put you to sleep in a good way? Is this what you mean? This song would do it. (laughs) Nice big pause right there for when you're really dozing off. All right, I'm gonna kill this here. Sorry. Uh, no, it's it, it's it's quite all right. Um, 
Yeah. Let's just let's just grab some of the, uh, some of these other. Yeah. Let's just take a little. Let's grab a boy. Am snips. I lucky? From the Bunny Record. I think this is the closer. Jen, can you confirm or deny that? I'm not seeing that on my track list. It might be called something else. A fortunate mistake. And it's track 8 out of 10. Um, Pat, in general, has like a, a chiller. Yeah. yeah. He, he's into the more mellow stuff, which is interesting because I think he's a great, like, fast, hard drummer. I mean, maybe it's just a function of, like, a drummer doesn't play guitar as fast as he plays drums. That makes sense. That could be a thing. There are no rip-roaring solos in this one. Sure ain't. But so this is basically it. I don't, I don't yeah. know uh, that, that we have all, all that much to say yeah. um, about this or really anything from the Pinecone record. No. And, unless, Jen, you had something you really wanted to bring to my attention. The only thing from the Pinecone record is what I mentioned before, that every song sounds the same and Pat Wilson probably shouldn't do everything himself. Yep. 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 Um, Great. So uh, another, uh, we will talk about more um, Pinecone record songs uh, if we keep talking about the special goodness in future episodes because some of those are re-recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, those are out there. Um, sort of forgettable. Some of the lyrical content is sort of interesting um, in that there's a lot of not even all that veiled um, criticisms of like working with Rivers, yeah, and, like him being a difficult son of a bitch. Which he is, and was, and forever will be. If the songs I've been listening to are any indication, um, (laughs) everyone had a hard, everyone had a hard time with him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just everyone. He is a difficult individual. Even like, like, like fans, band members, just people, record labels. I mean, every time I've met him, he's been like, hey man don't like your shirt. Patrick's never met Rivers. No, but he'll just, but every time I meet him, he just says to me like, but every time Patrick has never met Rivers, every time I've (laughs) never met Rivers, he's just like, Hey man, your shirt is stupid. And I'm like, Hey, what? That's mean. I don't even know you. You you don't know my life. You don't know my choices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I go home and cry and buy a new shirt. Yep. Cause Rivers opinion means all. (laughs) Uh, speaking of meaning all, um, let's, let's move off of, uh, special goodness here. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that was your brief foray into the special goodness and maybe we'll come back to this at some point, but, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so that, that was Pat Wilson's project that he was doing while Weezer was on hiatus for a solid, uh, like three years. Yeah. Well, a part of it is, um, from like. Uh, the hiatus pre-Sharp leaving the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is something that happens during the hiatus or right at the front of the hiatus is Matt Sharp is like, fuck y'all, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and it was, yeah, it was him leaving and also him being kicked out. Uh, is my understanding. Expand on that. Um, my Everything un- I read seemed to indicate that he... Um, like didn't like the direction the band was going in with rivers being like 
the only creative voice. Yeah, I mean, yes, and that that is that is it. I just feel like I don't know when tensions are high like that. Like, yes, it was probably ultimately he was like, "Fuck this, I'm going." Mm-hmm. But like to make an environment that unpleasant for a human being to be in. Sure, sure, sure. There's an there's got to be. I feel like an element of like I'm sure Rivers knew what was happening and didn't stop. That's probably true. Because he's Rivers. Love you, Rivers. Love you. <sighs> um, it does seem like, uh, you know, there's not that much bad blood between anyone. Like, it, I, I feel like uh, um, reports vary kind of wildly as to, like, how much fighting there actually was between them. Because yeah. there's, there's a song on Seven More... You want to talk about Seven More Minutes or you want to talk about... Let's go ahead um, and talk homie. about Seven More Minutes and then we can come back to Homie. Okay, cool. Because I will talk about Homie and the Meet the Deedle soundtrack forever, if you let me. Cool, I probably won't. Great! Uh, so, <laughs> so on, on uh, Seven More Minutes, which is, we're back to the rentals now. Maddie Sharp and mm-hmm. his boys. Um, and Pat girls. Wilson's not on this album. Uh, yeah, that is true. But Maya Rudolph is. Is she actually on the on the album? I know she was playing with them. I'm pretty sure. I, I have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure she's on this album. What a weird piece of trivia. So weird. Right? This is pre-SNL. Hey, were you were you kind of disappointed that Maya Rudolph wasn't at the uh, rental show? I mean, I wasn't expecting it. It would have been really cool. I'll be honest, I was expecting it, and I was yeah, disappointed Maya when it Rudolph, didn't happen. Maya Rudolph has vocals on track number five, which is Barcelona, and track number 14, which is My Head in the Sun. My Head is in the Sun. Uh, now, My Head is in the Sun, um, I believe, is what's written by Rivers. Uh, it's a, it's, They did it together. Okay. Matt Ribber. Matt, R- Matt River Matt Sharp Rivers. Cuomo. Matt River Sharp Cuomo. Um, touched their penises together, and out came My Head is in the Sun. Yep. Um, which is a... let's Hey, let's just listen to some of that, um, because I, it's an interesting uh, sound that's not totally like... And I have an interesting observation that I had with this one. Okay. So let's, let's listen to the beginning of this sucker. Yeah. Well, what's, uh, what's the observation? We can let it uh, play and chat over it. Um, the beginning of this song, strumming pattern chord progression, sounds like an acoustic version of Slave, which is on Maladroit. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, when I first heard this beginning of the song, I was, like kept hearing it, and then I was like, I had to turn it off, and then I was like like singing to it in my head and I was like what is this? This is another Weezer song. Um, do you know what the uh, the texture reminds me of? What? Um, it sounds like a Hotel Lights song. Oh. Do you know Hotel Lights? Not well but I kind of a little bit. Sure. Uh, Hotel Lights is um, Darren Jesse's band. Darren Jesse being the drummer from Ben Folds 5. Okay. Um, here, let's just stop that. Um, <laughs> but uh you know, d- decidedly not like something that I. It doesn't sound like rentals, and doesn't sound like Weezer even. Yeah, it's something completely. I mean, it's. I guess for all intents and purposes, it's homey. 
Sort of. So homie. Just not recorded as homie. You know, there's just no way to stay on one topic without switching back and forth. Sure are we talking that. about the rentals or are we talking about homie? Well, like, homie, I just don't homie know. is. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry for upsetting you, Patrick. Tell me who homie is. Homie is the collaboration post Weezer of Matt Sharp and Rivers Cuomo. Right. And we've right. also got like a dude from Soul Coughing in there. Yes. And uh, but I, someone yes. from Cake. I think so. Not John McRae, but someone else. Yeah. Um, Look, Jen, we will get to, 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 home, to home, home when we get to home. Fine, Patrick. Jeez. I'm, I'm sorry. I just I feel very strongly about... Then let's get back to seven more minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that was my big observation with... Um, my head is in the sun is that when I was first listening to it, I re-listened to that intro for like, like a couple times. And yeah. it was like, like that's slave. And my dear will say goodbye. And I was like, that's, and then I like immediately went to Maladroit and was like, I have to listen to this. And I hear it. And like, if you hear them side by side, it doesn't make as much sense. But like, if you hear it in your head, because it's oh, like so, so, so what, acoustic and Slave is so not acoustic. Right, right. So what you're saying is it's one of those things that feels true but isn't true. No, I think it's true. I think I have to stand by. Is it is it too presumptuous to ask, ask, to ask if we can just play the beginning of Slave? All right. Uh, I know that we're not supposed to talk about Maladroit for another, another hey, couple hey, episodes. We, but We are... Uh, coming at this from a, a place, you know, far in the future of when uh, all of these recordings were actually put out. So let's use that perspective, huh? Okay. Here's the beginning of Slave. Okay. All right, all right. I don't totally not believe you. Hold on, I want to... Yeah, put the, put the beginning of my head is in the sun back on. Lord, I got to wrestle with uh, iTunes here first. Fuck iTunes. Whoa! I'm just kidding. I love you, Apple. I love you, Apple. Put another U2 song in my uh, inbox. <laughs> yeah, I got a whole album. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's very subtle, but it's how I feel. Oh, no. Jen, Jen, no, it's okay. Hey, hey. <sighs> it's a good observation. I like it. Thank you for sharing it with us. Okay. Um, so there are a lot of uh, lyrics on this record that are like, hey, Rivers. Yep. I don't like being famous with you. Yep. Um, I think... Most overtly in Big Daddy C. Yeah. Um, yes. Which Do you think also, the C stands for Cuomo? I think it does. <laughs> There's also um, uh, the chorus has uh, a lyric about like uh, with his here comes Big Daddy C with his friends of P. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whose fame he's complaining about here. Right. Like, is he complaining about Rivers or is he complaining about himself? 
Do you know what I mean? I do. There's, there's also the the lyric where it's like a, a little like telephone cue voice that's just like, "Who's P anyway?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's I don't know it's it it's really interesting. Um, I also sorry. I'm I'm just gonna jump topics. Go for it. Um, so, I mean, you got really mad at me last time I did that, but go for it. Uh, well, I was trying to craft a nice logical transition. <laughs> And that just led us to talking about transitions again. Ugh, always. I'm getting worked up a lot. I sure are. To damn near tears. You know what? Every like four minutes. Go ahead and make your stupid um, jump. Okay, just do it. So I, there's a weird European influence on this album, or at least like lyrically, Matt Sharp seems to be focused. Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona, um, and. Uh, there's that in um, she says it's all right about mm-hmm. like um, she said it's going to be all right and he's like I don't know about that and she's like well it's the American way and he's like that's closer to it <laughs> um, like the, there's just a lot of um, it's interesting I, I don't know if there actually is a, a correlation between like uh, Weezer becomes more Japanese and the rentals, rentals become more, more European. European interesting um, huh. And, you know, it, that that sort of collapses because after this record, the rental sort of disappear for a while. Yeah. Um, whereas Weezer just, like, kicks it into high gear and is, like, everywhere for, like, the decade following yeah. this. Um, yeah, yeah. When's this record come out? 99? Uh, yep. April 13th, 1999. Um, I want to play uh, a little bit of Getting By. Um, the, okay. the opening track. Open Um Because I think it's got a great, like, mix of the rental sound uh, with energy. Uh-huh. Um, which which is, they don't always have. No, and I would say that the next couple tracks, which are also fine, Hello, Hello, and um, She Says It's All Right, um, and even The Cruise, they're fine, but they're low energy. Yeah. Um, but let's just, a little bit of getting by. <laughs> Love that um, the vocals and the synthesizer like together. Girl off the coast of Spain. Uh huh. So again, there's more. There's a lot of Europe. Yeah. On this record, specifically Spain. Yes, a lot of yeah, because Barcelona. Barcelona's in Spain. <laughs> Hey, I don't hey, know. Jen. I didn't know Jen, that, Patrick. But Barcelona is in Spain. Jen, Jen, where's uh, where's Barcelona? Spain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know geography. Um. Well, I don't. So. Can I just say something also really fast, which is yeah. consistent between this Weezerpedia page and what we saw at the concert? The the page of of the Seven More Minutes album. Uh-huh. Has a list at what the bottom of the like? personnel. What what is what does the page look like? What's the picture? Is um, the picture the, the album picture is cover the album art? cover, which is mm-hmm. a blurry city street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very minimal page. Actually, it just has a quick thing about the album, a couple paragraphs. Then it has a track listing, uh-huh. and then it has what I was going to talk about, which yeah. is a list of the personnel. And let me count: there are thirteen people listed as personnel on this track. <laughs> On this Thir- track? Not 
this track on, on this record. album. On I'm very sorry. Thirteen people. I mean, granted, there are four of those. No, five of those. No, four of those people. Um, four of those people are Matt Sharp and his clones. No. Okay. Four of those people only had vocals on one track each. And then there are a couple people who only had vocals on two tracks, including Maya Rudolph. Um, but, like, there are so many people involved in this effort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so many. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, obviously Matt Sharp is the, the brains and the brawn behind it, but. It's, yeah, no, he needs, he needs to. Uh, he's got so many people involved in this. Yeah, yeah. And that's so different from, like. Most Weezer records are just four folks. Are just four dudes. Yeah, four dudes. Four dudes. Four. Four dudes. Four dudes. Um, was there anything else you wanted to listen to from uh, Seven More Minutes? Um, because I had something I wanted to bring up. You know what? You go for it, Patrick. I will. You do that. I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about Butterfly again. Okay. Uh, and I want to talk about the man with two brains. Okay. Um. So I think these songs are related, because um, uh, the so the, the man with two brains uh, has a, I, it's another thing that's like from a European perspective they say that Americans have two brains or whatever. There's uh-huh. it's something along those lines. I don't know what the a- actual lyric is, uh-huh. um, but uh, the the man with two brains says that uh, one brain is for sex and the other is for the consequences. Um, and then the response that comes from that is the girl with one brain who says that's bullshit, <laughs> um, that it's all about sex. Um, so Jen, last time we talked about butterfly, mm-hmm. we hit a little bit of a snag or a little bit of a, I was like, this song is sort of about sexual assault. Yes. And you were like, I don't want to talk about that or believe that. <laughs> huh? That's what happened. Uh, yeah um so i wonder since so much of this record is sort of a a response to you know the place they find themselves in uh, the yeah. place that sharp finds himself at in, this time mm-hmm. um i wonder and I, I haven't read anything of this effect so this is just me jumping to crazy conclusions Ugh, always jumping um, to conclusions patrick that's what we you. call him that's that what we call him always jumping to conclusions patrick mm-hmm. um yeah, so I, I wonder if there's any, like, there's enough distance between, like, the narrator of Butterfly and, like, the listener that, you know, you can sort of separate yourself out from the idea that there's a sexual assault that's... Uh, I would say you certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> Having many years of experience doing that. Right, <laughs> right. Yes. Um but I was also informed by my therapist when I brought this up with her mm-hmm. uh, that the way I listen to Butterfly all these years is also the way that I live my life. So in denial, was <laughs> <laughs> now I, I don't mean I don't mean to dig too deep. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I can handle it. You I'm in therapy. It. You're in therapy. <laughs> High fives for that. All right. Um, Was that like a mind-blowing moment for you, or what? It was just, like, 
it, it blew my mind a little bit. Like she's, I'm talking to her and I'm telling her about our conversation that we had. She loves to talk about this podcast. She loves it. Um, but I'm telling her about this conversation that Patrick and I had, uh, on the mic last week, um, or last episode, sorry. And, uh, and she, and I'm telling her about how I like have chosen not to like pay attention to the lyrics of butterfly and just like enjoy it for what it is simply. And, and like this beautiful thing. And she, she goes now, Bear with me for a minute, because this might be this might be a reach. Um, but would you say that that that's kind of how you live your life, like only focusing on the positive things and pretending like the negative things don't exist? And I stop for a second and I go, "Shit." <laughs> yeah. Okay. But is is there? This not- is right. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> is there not also value in that though? Like, isn't it hard? There's some value in that. Ignoring (laughs) all the bad things, there's got to be, there's, there's some pathology or whatever, but like, (laughs) I I feel like I can get mired in negative stuff to the point where I'm like, well, fuck it. I don't want to do anything in the world. And I I can too, but for the most part, especially when I'm around other people, the negative things don't exist. (laughs) So now you have insight into my brain. Right. Yeah. And by the way, you are listening to my name my, is Weezer. Where we talk where about we talk my about, brain. Mm-hmm, where we talk about Jen's brain. Yep. Um, and how I'm in therapy. <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's all Everything right. will be all right in the end. You bait. What's that? You bait. That's how it's like ev- everywhere on the internet now. Oh, you bait. You bait. <laughs> You're really buying into the uh, to the acronyms for Weezer songs here. And I am not the I'm only honest. one who's doing that. There You're is right. a hashtag you bait. <laughs> and I didn't create it, but I am buying into IJTOTLOMD because that's my favorite. I can do it without thinking about it now. Can you really? Yeah. That's just how you think about this throughout the love of my dreams? Yep. IJTOTLOMD. It's impressive. Thanks. I have one final observation about this record. Okay. And, Did you want to play any of the Mantle Two Brains? Brains. Uh, it's, brains. Uh, sure. Let's. Let me see if I can uh, pop ahead to the. This might be me stabbing around a little bit, but uh, the part with uh, where the girl with one brain responds. Okay. Okay. So it's coming up like right here. I want to keep going here, but um, so just uh, that lyric right there that I have one one brain for my actions, one for the consequence. Um, but also leading into it, um, like right around 99 was when uh, Rivers was talking about having like a formula for writing songs, mm-hmm. um, which is super fucking evident on the Green Album, which mm-hmm. we will talk about in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if they're related, uh, but... Um, this now now we're heading into the the thing about sex and the girl with one brain. Yeah, 
It's also just a more like kind of plotting, methodical, yeah, ambient noise kind of song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it feels like the man with two brains means something in a way that the other songs don't. Um, I'd buy into that. I just, I think it's, I think it's cool. I have been listening to this record uh, a lot this week, um, and I'll throw out my own controversial opinion. I think I prefer this to uh, Return, Return of the, of the Rentals. Rentals. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, well, it's no longer it's controversial. No, not, well, it may be a, a public controversy, but privately speaking, I'm, I'm on the same page. It's more. I feel like this record's more accessible than Return of the Rentals was. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, it's a little bit more poppy. Mm-hmm. And it's what, also. Do you disagree with that? No, I I, I do okay. agree with that. It, it's poppier. Um, I think it has better choruses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as as like experimental and like I guess I it. I can see why it wasn't received as well as Return of the Rentals. It feels like a little bit of a Pinkerton problem. Sure. Um, but I, I, I think I agree. I, I like it better. It feels more cohesive, and it feels more like a less like something that Matt was doing to piss off Rivers, and more of something he was doing because he enjoyed it. Sure, I'll agree with that. Uh, and just like I think the production is clearer mm-hmm. and uh again i think actually this speaks to the uh, cohesive thing is that the first like four or five tracks um all start and end with like sort of ambient noise in the room or like crowd noise yeah um so that it uh hold on like let's just listen to the very beginning of hello hello there's okay. like it's like the sound of a bar or something might be thinking if she says it's all right. Hello, Hold on. Hello, hello, hello. This is what I was thinking of, you know, if she says it's all right. Ah. There's just so much, like, variety on the record, you know? Like, that's a cool... I'm, I'm being rude and just stopping it. We can chat over <laughs> it. But, like, I don't know. I think that's... I think this is a cool, like, texture to hear on, yeah. on the record. And yeah, I agree. It's interesting. Um, and then, of course, the the record ends with a song about jumping around, which it should be noted is Matt Sharp's like, favorite thing to do. Fav- well, I don't know. If that's I don't know. If that's <laughs> certainly true. But as as we saw on stage, that's that's what his stage presence is. Is he jumping is around, jumping all over the place, hitting stuff, hugging people, maybe more than they want to be hugged. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you think someone needs to tell him? Someone with one brain needs to tell him no, that he makes no sense. My thought, I guess, I guess I'm imposing my own personal opinions on the other people who are on stage. It isn't fair. But I know that if I was up there, I don't know. But I feel like if I was up there playing with the rentals uh-huh. and a very sweaty, what are, what are you playing? Energetic. In this what are you playing in this scenario? Uh, Probably, probably just guitar. <laughs> just, just okay. some guitar. Right. Cause you can play butterfly on the guitar. I can. Right. I could at one point. I haven't let's tried it still, in a long let's just time. Let's say you can. Still. I can. There you go. Um, I feel like if a sweaty, yelling Matt Sharp came up next to me, like swung his arm around me, and was screaming into my mic as well. Uh, as well as me singing into my... Uh, that just feels like too much to me. You would deny him. I wouldn't deny like him Christ. because, like, I'm in the rentals and I'm on stage with Matt Sharp. Uh-huh. 
but it would not be the most pleasant experience because gross. <laughs> so are you saying that if I don't like being touched when it's too hot? Okay, so if we're on stage, yes, you and I, yes, and it's hot because we're on stage, yes. Should I not ever touch you? I mean, it I depends already know on not like... to touch your neck. <laughs> I have a neck thing. That's a thing, and I have a I have a fingernail thing. Really? Yeah, nail trauma really freaks me out. Oh, interesting. It's, it extends to toenails too. <laughs> um, but people very seldom. If it's if it's like a million degrees right. and it's hot and we're sweaty, mm-hmm. don't. Don't. Just don't. don't. Okay. <laughs> I will Just take don't. that note. I yep. have internalized it, yep. and I will not touch Great. it. Great. Thanks. <laughs> so, why don't we talk about Homie? Okay. L- I would love to talk about Let's Homie. Let's talk about Homie. Let's talk about the Meet the Deedles soundtrack in American Girls. Um, so, Homie, again, I am not clear on the timeline for this, or like why Rivers and Matt are still like buddy-buddy writing songs together. Playing together. Yeah, they seem to be, like, pretty close after, like, post-Matt leaving. Um, no. Okay. I think Patrick has been possessed. Someone please help me. Great. Oh, God, that was a, that was a rough one. That was a rough one for me. I apologize. Yep. Um... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're through it now. <laughs> that was me last time. Uh, so, a homie does not sound like Weezer. Correct. Um, as uh, Jen kind of rightly points out about um, My Head is in the Sun, which also doesn't really sound like, which sounds like it could be a, a homie tune, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just because it has that, like, Reliance on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, and uh, stuff like that. But, uh, Jen, do you have any um, like background there on the, the history of Homie? Or? I just pulled it up <laughs> okay. on Weezerpedia. Yeah, you, you know, my you favorite. Wanna, yeah, anything you want to share with us? Yeah, sure. Um, it's there's You were right. There are a lot of former members of Homie. Homie's not really a thing at all anymore. And other than this one song that appears on the Meet the Deedles soundtrack, nothing has been released. Nothing has been released. Um, they have a, a home demos, but that's that is absolutely all. And they've done some live stuff, um, but their only their only released thing was American Girls. Um, but Homies began during Weezer's hiatus after Pinkerton, um, and Rivers tried a few different people including Mikey Welsh, who replaced mm. um, Matt Sharp before setting the lineup. So at one point, this sounds weird to me, but at one point, I guess Late Homie was gym. almost like, I don't, I mean, they wouldn't have had two bassists, right? So what if Rivers had like had, it's just a fly. There's a fly in my kitchen. It's annoying. Um, it suggests unsanitary conditions. You don't need to respond to that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway, at one point, it seemed like, what if what if Matt Sharp had been... Sorry, so you're just trying to wrap your head around why were there two bassists in this band? Yeah. Because, 
Are there often two bassists in bands? No, I, not, no not never, often. right? But or Matt, almost never. Matt Sharp is more than he's just a bassist. He's multi-talented. Right. He's a, a, a singer and yeah. like a songwriter. Okay. Um, but how weird would it have been if Mikey Welch had ended up in there and like it was Rivers and Matt and the guy who replaced Matt? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would have been a lot. I think sounds, it was a good choice to great. not have Mikey Welch in, homie. Um, so, Jen... I uh, came to a realization maybe last week sometime um, that uh, Homie's American Girls, as it appears on the Meet the Deedle soundtrack, mm -hmm. was probably the first Rivers Cuomo song that like I really paid attention to. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we've uh, established, we very well established that I was a ska kid. That so I was, much ska. I was into ska Patrick and punk Patrick was so cool. <laughs> Look, okay, so the Meet the Deedle soundtrack, <laughs> I found my way to it through Goldfinger. Okay. Uh, they have um, a recording, seems like yesterday, on... Uh, on this record, and, and at the time it was not anything else. It would later, come out on Darren's Coconut Ass, which it was a <laughs> put out. That's a funny name. It is a funny name, um, and uh, so I, I bought it for that. Um, and um, it was also uh, Safe Ferris is also on there. Um, so those were like the two bands at the time that I recognized. Uh, but then it's sort of oh no, also the Boston's are on here. The Mighty Mighty Boston's. I feel like I've heard of them before. The Mighty Mighty Boston? Yeah. Yeah, they had that. Um, uh, it's okay. I don't. No, I just I feel know like I've. Heard they of never them. had to knock on wood. Oh! Those guys. The impression that I get. Yeah. Um, the song that they have on, uh, on the Meet the Deedle soundtrack is called Wrong Thing Right Then, and it's amazing. Like, cool. I Look. American Girls is also an awesome homie song. <laughs> Whatever. The Meet the Deedle soundtrack is all about Wrong Thing Right Then by the Mighty Mighty Boston's, okay. as far as I'm concerned. Cool. So I am endorsing that. Um, but great also, soundtrack is what I'm hearing. It's a great soundtrack. It's cool. got Dance Hall Crashers on it, who I uh, have since learned to love. The Cherry Pop and Daddies are on here, too. But what mm -hmm. do you want? It was the late 90s. <laughs> um, and there's also a song on here by Radish, which is Ben Queller's band before he went solo. Ah. So Ben Queller's like 15 years old. Um, That's cute. In this thing. Um, and, you know, Queller uh, now is someone that I hold in, you know, pretty high regard and like I buy all of his records. So this, the Meet the Deedle soundtrack, a movie which I've never seen, <laughs> never planned to see. I feel like you should see it. I don't think that's true. Do you think that would ruin the soundtrack for you? Well, Jen, okay, here's here's something I might suggest. Okay. You and I okay. sit down okay. and we watch Angus uh -huh. and we watch Meet the Meet Deedles. The Deedles. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. That'll be some Friday night. Great. Um, and man, it'll be 90s riffic. Yeah. Paul Walker's in this movie, right? Really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I could look it up on IMDb. Um, yeah, why don't, why don't you I'm do gonna that? I'm going to do it. Great. Um, so in, in any event, uh, this was in, well, I had someone introduce me to the idea that Weezer was Scott Banasinski saying Weezer is the, you know, who's the best band? Weezer. Weezer. Um, but I think my first inclination that I liked anything having to do with Weezer was American Girls. Um, um, just side note, yeah, Paul please. Walker was in this film. Yeah. He played Phil Deedle. 
<laughs> it's one of the deedles. One of one the deedles. One of the titular deedles. He played a deedle. <laughs> let's, let's listen to a little bit of American Girls. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, um, I have a copy of this record um, at home, but I can't find it. Oh. Um, but you also can't find this thing online. Like Really? Like, I... Tr- I actually thought i actually as it made like a grown-up adult decision of like i should buy that record again on itunes <laughs> and it's not there no Spotify. um did you try like amoeba uh try uh, to go into amoeba records yeah i did not um i didn't oh no but i can well yeah maybe try that and if not i don't know what you're gonna do i can order it like from amazon or something okay that, that feels like cheating it does reason. feel like cheating a little bit because you're just gonna buy it and download it right yeah yeah so it seems like it, there should be some sort of pre-downloaded form of it yes yes exactly <laughs> somewhere okay yeah anyway I've, got, I mean, I've gotten so lazy <laughs> that i don't want to buy a physical <laughs> record and then rip it on my just <laughs> I want it to be a one. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't get a physical thing involved. No one, especially if the physical thing needs to be mailed to me, then like maybe I That's need to waiting. be there or like it goes Do back to the next location. you think you would need location. to be there? Sometimes. Yes. I hate it when that happens. I'm never. And that's not true. I work from home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's. But, hey. Anyway. Hey, American girls. Let's listen to American girls. <laughs> Jen, any idea what the song is about? I would say it's about American girls. That's <laughs> uh, stunning insight. Right. Um, so this is another, uh, like, American girls, I assume as distinct from either European or Japanese girls. Yep. That sounds right, depending on which one you're talking to. Yeah, the lyrics are pretty dumb. They're so dumb. That was my biggest impression listening to this song. I was like, this is like kind of dumb. It's it's dumb. I would argue that the lyrics here are on the same level as the lyrics on Green. Yeah. Which I think are mostly there just because a pop song needs lyrics. Right. You know? But really, it's about the actual. Uh, it's about the music, music. yeah. Uh, Jen, do you listen to um, Cake or Soul Coughing? Um, I have listened to some Cake. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, but not a whole lot. And I don't know that I've listened to any soul coughing. Um, I only know El Oso, one record from um, soul coughing. Okay. Um, and I mean, this it's its funny how much, uh, like when you locate this song on uh, uh, YouTube, um, it is likely going to credit it to Weezer Cake and Soul Coughing. Yeah. Um, because the world can't, Handle can't handle the other. idea that homie is a thing. Does uh, does does this sound like soul coughing? Doesn't because no. it doesn't sound like Weezer and it doesn't sound, sure like, doesn't cake. sound like cake. Sure doesn't sound like cake. Well, cake sounds like one very specific yes. thing. Um, and ninety percent of that sound is John McRae's voice. Yeah, sure. So I mean, yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's yeah. It sounds like nothing from any of these people. But it's a cool tune. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a fun song. It has the word butt in it. Like smack my butt. Smack my butt. <laughs> hey, smack my butt. American girls are rough. Um, Jen, rough. <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're an American girl. Uh, that is correct. In fact, um, do you are you sick of uh, people writing songs about American girls? Like, um, homie, you got Tom Petty. Others, I'm sure. <laughs> That's true. There are, in fact, there's a whole line of dolls, just American girl dolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are mostly historical personages. Well, yes. Right? Yeah. Um, no. Is there a modern They're, they're one? fictional. No, I, I know. But they're yes, from yes. history. Yes. yes. Theoretically. There, I don't think there's a modern day one, but I haven't been current on the whole American You're girls the business demo for that anymore. anymore. There was a while where I was. There was probably like when I started listening to Weezer, <laughs> I was probably also really excited about my American girl doll. Who was your favorite American girl doll? Um, well, Which I one did you had, have? Yeah. I had Kirsten mm-hmm. because what, what was Kirsten's deal? Uh, she was shit. Um, <laughs> So, sometimes Don't, childhood is a it was is a, a weird place to navigate, ago. right? It was a long time ago. Peering down she, some I hallways. remember I had her because she was like blonde hair and blue eyed, which I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember what time period she was from. Let me why? Uh, why they all had their own time period, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're all American, and girls. they're all American. She might have been like a. I think there were a like lot of prairie. Like, she like lived on the was prairie, a prairie I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But there are that is the case. There are a lot of like second generation Americans, right? In in uh, the American girl that like their parents yeah. immigrated over. Yes. Yeah. But they were born in there that's like kind of their thing. Although I believe that that first generation Kirsten was just from just from the prairie. From the prairie. That was her thing. And then they had, like, there was, like, a girl who'd, like, uh, escaped from a plantation where she'd been a slave. And oh. there was a girl who had just, like, come over the border from, like, from, I, th- I think she was from, yeah, she was from Mexico. There was a girl who was, like, in colonial times who, mm-hmm. like, her mm-hmm. parents had come over from England. So, yes. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of. It's, it's America's history, everyone. Anyway, I am sick of the people writing songs about me. As an American girl. Yeah, as an American girl. I feel like there are a lot of other countries out there. I've never heard a song called Canadian Girl. There might be one. I've just never heard it. Uh, When I worked at a... I I worked at a law firm in Chicago, and one of the attorneys that I worked for was in a band called My Canadian Girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, Is that a joke because Canadian girlfriends are usually made up? Yes, Canadian girlfriends are usually. <laughs> Do you? You mean my Canadian girlfriend? <laughs> I mean the the yes, Avenue yes. Q has a whole song about a girlfriend who lives in Canada who doesn't exist. Exactly. Does she end up existing though? No, she does not okay. exist. He's very gay. I, I feel like that's the usual inversion of that joke, where yes. it's like a gay oh, guy is talking about his Canadian girlfriend, okay, who does not exist because he is gay. Got it. Yep. Um, so that I, sounds like we've exhausted the topic of, of American, <laughs> American girls. girls. Um, but you know what? 
It's a fine song, but I uh, gotta say, gotta give it to Tom Petty on this one. Yeah. American Girl is a better song than American Girls. Yeah. Those those multiples really kills it. Yeah, it's true. You can really only handle one at a time. One at a time. Even if you're Tom Petty. Yep. Uh, Tom, well, maybe that's maybe that's something he learned as he aged. Maybe. Something that Rivers and Matt Sharp hadn't learned at this young age. They were trying to handle all the American girls. Well, Rivers was trying to handle all the Japanese girls. Let's be real. Whoa. Half Japanese girls. They do it to him every time. Every damn time. Jen. Patrick. I think we've talked a fair amount about all of these not Weezer things. Yep. Which is weird because you are still listening to My Name, my name is, is Weezer. Weezer. <laughs> uh, and that was my favorite way I've said it so far. That's, yeah, that Weezer. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so great. Uh, so let's uh, look. Next next time we're going to be talking about uh, the second self titled record. We're going to be jumping the up green the album. green album. We're going to be jumping up to two thousand and one, um, and that's it. We're just going to talk about that one record. I know we talked about it a lot on this one, um, but we are going to slow it way down. We are going to just just kill it. Fuck it. Murder Just murder it. it with our dicks. Yep. Well, I don't have one, but I'll try. Okay. Well, that's. I'm glad to hear I that. I can ask, <laughs> really. So thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time on My Name, My name is, is Weezer. Weezer. What's a creative podcast network?